Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Hello and welcome back. My name is Lindsay Adams. I'm a child therapist and mindful motherhood educator, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. I am recording this on the day that Facebook and Instagram are down, so people are panicking. And I think it's a good reminder, this has nothing to do with our topic today, but I'm going to go into it. A good reminder how distracted we are as a society because there's been so many times in the past three, three and a half hours that I've like picked up my phone to look at something else or I've had a minute and I just like go to start scrolling because that's instinctively what my brain is used to doing and then I realize oh yeah Instagram's down or oh yeah Facebook's down so I get out of it but like it shows me how much I'm on my phone maybe more than I even realize so I'm curious if anyone else has had this experience I'm sure everyone has as you know we're going our first day without social media in forever (laughs) probably um Okay, so the topic for this podcast is inner child work and slash reparenting. And I wanted to talk about the connection between inner child work and gentle or conscious parenting because there is a very uh, deep connection here that I think people often miss out on. And the bottom line is, if we don't do our own work on ourselves, we will never, ever, ever be able to show up and be present with our child and their feelings in a way that is genuinely unconditionally accepting of them because that isn't possible with our own childhood wounds. Now, that statement may trigger some like defensiveness in you, and if it does, I beg you to just sit with it for just a second because If you're having a reaction to that and saying, well, I don't need to work on myself to be able to be a good parent, then there's something in you that needs to be addressed or something in you that you're resisting. So listen to the rest of this podcast, let it digest before you say like, oh, no, I'm good. I posted a quote on Instagram a long time ago um, and I've never had so much like, it's like the most polarizing thing I've ever posted and What was funny about it is I didn't even consider it to be polarizing at the time. I just kind of thought it was like, oh, whatever, (laughs) like, you know, like common knowledge. And then people got like pretty upset by it. And I thought about it and I realized like, yeah, I could see how people who aren't ready to do the work on themselves or think that they don't need to do work on themselves would have a strong reaction to content like that. So what the quote said was, um, if you don't address your childhood trauma, your parenting will. 
And I still stand by that 100%. I think that if we don't work on ourselves and our and our childhood, even if we had like the best childhood ever, we it will come out in our parenting. Our issues 100% come up in our parenting every single day. And if you don't think that it does, you're lying to yourself. And so just keep that in mind that like you're avoiding dealing with something if you think that you can effectively show up and parent without bringing your own shit into it. So first, inner child work. A lot of people don't know what that is. It's a newer term. It sounds kind of woo-woo. And I promise you it's not all that woo-woo. What it is, is recognizing unmet needs that you have in your own childhood. Um, It can be unmet needs and or traumas that you have in your own childhood and trying to heal them as an adult. A lot of people use the term reparenting, like parenting yourself in a way or uh, reparenting those situations or those traumas or those unmet needs. Now, If you're listening to this and you're like, I had a great childhood, so that doesn't mean I need to do inner child work. You're wrong. We can have had the best childhood ever and still have things that we need to work through. And that's because one, our parents were human beings. And two, no one gets this far in life without being scarred in some way. Like there's just no way. There's no way you get to to having kids without having something traumatic happen to you or something sad or something hard that stays with you. And so going back to childhood, I think everyone's parents, I operate from the belief that everyone's parents are doing the best they can with their own emotional wounds, their own childhood, generational stuff. Um, socioeconomic stuff, like just doing the best they can, even if they were abusive, neglectful, going through addiction, like everyone is just walking through this earth doing the best they can. And inevitably, sometimes that does not, does not always mean that our parents show up in the best way or in a healthy way or in the way that they wish they would have. And it leaves us with unmet needs, right? So we may have had a parent that was more on like the neglectful or abusive side, or maybe we just had a parent that was a human being and was a little emotionally unavailable, or they worked a lot because they were a single parent or had some of their own limiting beliefs and stigmas that they placed onto us, right? So there's a wide range of things that can show up. So your parents are human. You need to do inner child work. Life is hard. Things will affect you and hurt you and scar you. You need to do inner child work. Like middle school and high school is the most traumatic time. You probably have something from that. And if you don't, you're lying. So recognizing that we all have these things that need to be healed within us and that doesn't always come from parents, but sometimes it does that our parents were doing the best they could or that the, if you say you're bullied and you have stuff you need to work on from there, like the other children in the situation were doing the best they could. So just recognize we all have unmet needs from those times in our life or parts of us that we need to heal. Now, how do we reparent ourselves? And 
the simplest answer to that because there's many different ways depending on your own personal feelings and what you went through and the specifics is that we show up and we give our inner child what they needed back then. So we give it to ourselves now. For some people, this is as basic as like boundaries and structure. For others, it's unconditional love. It's uh, kind self-talk. It's self-care. It's It can be a, the widest range of things ever. The f- connection between conscious parenting and inner child work is all about that awareness and Being able to unconditionally love and accept yourself so that you can unconditionally love and accept and show up for your child. And when you look at it in terms of the term gentle parenting, positive parenting, like um, the language we're using with our kids, honoring our kids for who we are, we have to first be able to honor ourselves for who we are. And if we didn't receive that as a child, it can be really hard to show up for a child in that way. It's like we have to complete the next, the step before we can move on to the next step. It's like a level almost. So like I have to complete that healing from that part of my childhood before I can give that to my child. And that's where parents get triggered and disagree with me. But I think it's so true. And I think, you know, we can pretend that our stuff doesn't show up or that it doesn't interfere with our parenting until it does, right? Until it like slaps you in the face. And the easiest way to address these things I've found is to just quit pretending that they aren't there. I I wanted for like so long to pretend that I, you know, didn't have certain issues with like, I don't know, being controlling or having expectations of myself or my kids or how we presented like as far as like perfectionism goes. And I feel like trying so hard to pretend I didn't have that actually just like shoved it down more and forced it to come into my face more and more and more. And the second I was able to just say, oh yeah, I really like struggle with that. I need to work on that. I need to work through that. Where does that come from? Where does my need to like hustle for approval come from? Um, And when I use the term hustling for approval, like from Brene Brown, um, but, and for me, what that means is like people pleasing, doing all the things, being a high achiever for praise, like that's a, a pattern in my life and I don't want my children to fall into that same pattern, right? So until I address that, like I have that pattern and there was something in me as a child that felt that need and needs to be told that it's okay to just be who I am or it's okay to rest or it's okay to not achieve, it's okay to not achieve anything, then I will never be able to break that cycle with my own kids. And the second I was just like, oh yeah, I need to really work on that. Like it got a thousand times easier. So if you're feeling like a lot of resistance to this and you're feeling like pretty like maybe like I don't need to do inner child work or triggered by me saying um, like, hey, if you don't address it, it's it's going to come out and smack you in the face then just like let it be. Let it be there. Admit that it's there and I promise you it will be a thousand times easier. And when I say things like this, people are like, well, how do I just like let it be? Tell me, Lindsay, how do I let it be? And it's just like acknowledging the feelings in your body, acknowledging that you feel a certain way. Maybe it's that you feel triggered by what I'm saying to you And just allow that to be there. 
without judging it, without saying it's bad or you need to make it go away or you need to change it. Just let it exist and see what comes in your mind from this. A lot of times I'll have things come up or patterns come up in my parenting and normally I want to like shove it down or overcorrect from it. Like say I yell or lose my shit about something like, oh, here's a good one. My kids locked me out of my car this morning and um, they were in there like dancing and had the radio up full blast to the point where like my speakers are already blown in my car because I listen to music at the highest decibel possible and probably have hearing loss. But um, so they turned it all the way up because they're like me. They like it loud. Anyway, and they're dancing around. They think it's so funny. They're laughing. I'm trying to get in the car. I I mean, I could have just walked my happy ass back in the car. I am swearing so much in this podcast. I am so sorry. I don't know why I'm so salty today. I just am. I think we're just going to go with it. This is a vibe. So I could have just walked myself back in the car or in the house, gotten the key, the spare key, unlocked the door. But I tried like knocking on the window saying, open the door. They laughed at me some more. And I recognized in myself, like my reaction would be to just like yell and be like, open this door right now or you're not going to dance class and you're not doing this and you're not doing that. Or you're, you're grounded forever. You're going to time out or you're not having any candy today or whatever that is. And I recognize that like, oh yeah, my my instinct right now is to just tear them down. <laughs> and I walked away, took a couple deep breaths and and I just let it be there. Like that instinct and that desire to just yell, I just let it be there and it eventually just kind of passed and I was able to go and get the spare key. But then by the time I got back, they had opened the door for me. So I think I went inside and it like freaked them out. Um, But just recognizing these uncomfortable feelings and letting them be there. And so when you have like a common situation or reaction that's coming up in your parenting, like you're embarrassed by your child's behavior. This is a great example. Um, And I've talked about this a lot lately because of my course in terms of like meltdowns. But if you are, your child has a public meltdown and you're embarrassed by their behavior or you're feeling like a really strong emotion from it, just allow that emotion to be there without acting or reacting. So say your kid's throwing a tantrum at the park and your first instinct is going to be to react in a way that's like calm calm down, get them to stop throwing the tantrum. You're worried if people are looking at you. And a lot of times when I've talked about it in terms of like parenting your kids, we do that and then we actually perpetuate the tantrum because we're adding so much anxiety to the situation and like the energy of like forcing them to calm down becomes a power struggle. But in terms of ourselves, like just allowing that to be there and like saying to yourself like, okay, I recognize that I have the desire to control the situation. Um, and, and I don't really know what that's about, but I'm just going to allow it to be here and I'm not going to react or respond to it. Right. So I'm going to show up for my kid and like, make sure that they're safe. If we need to walk away, we can walk away, but I'm not going to be like in a controlling energy of like, you need to calm down right now, or you need to feel a certain way or whatever that is. And then thinking about it or like even sitting with it and saying like, why am I feeling this discomfort about this situation? Is it because my child is having these big emotions? And if it's only in public, I guarantee that it's not. I guarantee that that feeling or emotion has nothing to do with the fact that your child has big emotions. Because if you were at home and you could handle that tantrum, then it's got nothing to do with that. It has something to do with being in public, having other parents look at you, wondering what other people are thinking, feeling out of control in your own parenting, 
uh, maybe you're, you're naturally a socially anxious person and then you add this to it. Maybe it's something about, I made this effort to bring this kid to the park and now he's flailing on the ground and screaming at the top of his lungs. Like nobody appreciates anything I do. Like maybe it's that route too, right? So thinking about like, what is this trigger in me? And then exploring that. And sometimes when I just like, once the situation has passed, right, the child has calmed down. And usually it's so much quicker if you don't like add fuel to the fire, the child's calmed down, then you can sit and kind of like think through and just allow yourself to feel. And the answers will come to you. Like, I feel this strongly that my child needs to behave a certain way because I feel like that's a reflection of me as a parent. Because when I was a child, I was told to behave a certain way or I was not allowed to express feelings in public. Or if I had thrown a tantrum like that in public, my mom would have freaked out or my dad would have freaked out or I felt fear of expressing feelings in front of my parents or whatever it is, right? Like your mind will tell you what it is and you can say, okay, like I allow that to be there and I'm going to sit with it even though it's freaking uncomfortable and maybe traumatic And then I'm going to do something to address it and heal myself. I'm going to be intentional. So I'm just going to keep going with this example because we're flowing with it. I am going to, you know, do some meditations on like healing that inner child who couldn't, who felt like they couldn't express their feelings. I'm going to, you know, do some journaling or write a letter to that inner child who felt like they couldn't, you know, have a tantrum in public or express feelings in public or they were just told to behave a certain way no matter what was going on or that feels like they need to be perfect or that if, so once you know like what your trigger or your reaction is and parenting can lead us to these things and sometimes uh, parenting isn't the thing for me. Like my marriage has led me to like 90% of my shit. Well, that's not true. Uh, Okay. That was an exaggeration. Like 50% has been like my parenting. The other 50% has been my marriage. Points me to everything I need to like work on in myself. And nothing makes me more infuriated than when like I realize something about myself that my husband's been telling me for a decade about myself that I just didn't want to acknowledge. And I'm like, oh shit, not again, right? Like, okay. So anyway, once you know what that is, then you can go back and say like, Uh, okay, I'm going to be intentional about how I heal this. Maybe I'm going to read a book about it. Maybe I'm going to look at a picture of my inner child and tell her positive things about herself. And I'm giving you little examples of ways to do inner child work and inner child healing as I'm kind of talking through this right now. Um, And maybe I'll get more specific in that. But just doing, being aware of the issue, doing something to intentionally heal yourself, and then giving yourself grace when it still comes up because there will be something that I feel like I've fully like healed or worked through. And then like six months later, it comes up again. And I'm like, oh gosh, are you kidding me? Not again. And it's like another layer of that. And so remembering that this work in parenting is about, and being a human, right? Because like, I hope that we're all waking up and growing every day as humans. Being a human and growing is about Uh, the process and progress, not about the destination. So like nothing is ever fully healed. You'll always come back to it and see it from a different angle, different view. Sometimes it will be harder. Sometimes it will be easier. But just continuing to like know that that's okay and that you're going to mess up. And the more you 
address what's going on within yourself and with you, the more you can show up for your kids and allow them to just be without placing your own shit on them, which I think that's the goal of parenting, right? And we weren't really taught that as kids, so it can be really hard to do that now as parents or as adults. So some quick ways you can do inner child healing are visualizations or meditations. If you have the Insight Timer app, that is my absolute favorite app for any kind of meditation, but you can like look up the inner child ones. You can look them up on YouTube as well if you don't want to use the app. The other thing is to like find a picture of your inner child or your child inner child. You at a certain age or you at any age as a child and kind of carry it around with you and say nice things to it and remind yourself that that inner child is living inside of you and needs to be treated kindly. The other thing you can do is kind of like a specific like parenting thing, like having boundaries um, with other people, talking nicely to yourself, having a bedtime, holding yourself accountable to hygiene and self-care and taking care of yourself. And that's especially important if you didn't have a parent that did that for you in your childhood. Making yourself a priority now is actually a form of reparenting, like making sure that you're doing those things because we do those things for our kids, right? Like we make sure they have enough to eat. We make sure they get enough rest. We make sure that they brush their teeth so they don't have medical issues. We make sure they eat somewhat healthy, right? Like we do those things And sometimes when we look at like doing those things for ourselves, we think, oh, I'll do that later. It's not a big deal. But if we especially didn't have that in our childhood, it's so important now to be like, okay, you are worth enough for me to hold you to this boundary or to this, this work of showing up for yourself, this routine, this bedtime, all of these things. So that can be a really healing thing that I think is so often overlooked in inner child work because it's not sexy. Like it's not a meditation. It's not writing a letter to your inner child. It's not journaling. There's no sage involved. Like it's really just like making sure your butt gets in bed at like 10 p.m. So for me, mine is, and I'm really intentional about it and it actually makes it very relaxing. I've just started doing this, like being really intentional about like being off my phone at a certain time being in bed at a certain time, doing my skincare routine, because like I think of like how I would enforce that with my kids and how I would talk to my kids through that. And I do that for myself. And this is where like the gentle or conscious parenting piece ties in, because if we communicate to ourselves how we would communicate to our kids, right? Like it's important and explain why it's important and we that we care about ourselves and unconditionally accept ourselves. There's a lot of healing in that. So, and it becomes like very relaxing and I look forward to it and I feel so like loved and taken care of. And all I did was seriously wash my face and brush my teeth and go to bed at a decent hour. But I feel so loved because it's the intention behind it. So that's the other thing I wanted to talk about with inner child work is a lot of times people will ask me like, well, okay, what's the difference between like self-care and inner child work? Because they sound similar and you're right, they do, but it's the intention Sometimes inner child work is self-care. That's part of the healing. That's part of all that. But it's not like just a bubble bath or just a vacation or just these other things. It's the intention. So if I am intentionally holding myself to a nighttime routine and a bedtime as a way of doing inner child work and reparenting myself and, you know, loving myself gently and showing myself that I care for myself, 
that is going to have a bigger impact and the desired effects are going to come from that rather than if I'm just like, oh, I'm going to brush my teeth and go to bed. Right? So it's all about the intention. If the intention is inner child work, you will get the effects of it. Okay, so I talked about routines and boundaries uh, and maybe that's like free time too. Maybe if you were always scheduled as a child or you always had to be proving your worth, you hold a boundary to like, I have this much free time where I am not productive because I'm allowed to just be. I am still worthy if I just am here and I am being. That's a good idea. I felt like someone needed to hear that. The next thing you can do is like creating affirmations. So I am worthy. I'm allowed to just be. Create them specifically to what the inner child like need is. So like uh, my behavior or my ability to um, show emotions has, my emotions have nothing to do with my worth or something like that connected to like if your child's having a tantrum in public. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. I'm so glad to be back. If this episode was helpful to you, please share it to your story, write a review, share with a friend. That really helps the podcast grow. And I will see you next week. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Linds, L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams, L-C-S-W.